Welcome to Conversations with Vegan Parents. This is a podcast where a group of vegan parents come together and chat about our experiences, share any resources, recommendations and support to other vegan parents. We are not qualified to give medical advice and health and nutrition advice, although we may have some special guests on sometimes to do this. We are parents offering ideas to other parents from our own experience and knowledge and can hopefully point you in the right direction to companies and websites that can give you that advice. In this episode, we're joined by Becky, who's been vegan 33 years and has an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. Holly, who's been vegan 12 years and has a five-year-old and a two-year-old. And me, Christy, I've been vegan four years and I have a five and a half-year-old. In this episode, we talk about the difference between plant-based and vegan. We talk about veganism being for the animals and more than just abstaining from eating animal products. We talk about what we do to promote the use of alternative products. We talk about how the word vegan can be hard to live up to and society or Facebook pull you up on anything non-vegan that you do. And we talk about if we make mistakes, are we no longer vegan? Let's jump in. Hello, Becky. Hello, Holly. Thank you very much for coming on today. So today I wanted to talk about the difference between plant-based and vegan. So have you guys got any thoughts to add? Um, Yeah, I... Yeah, because it comes up quite a lot, doesn't it, where people sort of, I mostly see it in arguments where people say, well, that's not vegan, that's just plant-based. And so it's something that um, I think does get discussed quite a lot, what the two things actually mean. So from my point of view, veganism kind of encompasses everything. So it's not just the diet, it's um, your complete lifestyle. It's about um, sort of what... Uh, beauty products you buy because you need to make sure they're not tested on animals and it's um not going to the circus it's not going to the zoo it's it's kind of everything um whereas a plant-based diet is just kind of the diet um, made of plants whereas if you follow a plant-based diet then you're not necessarily kind of going to be encouraged to do the other things like they're not going to the circus or the zoo or things that are tested on animals yeah, my interpretation of it is kind of like the plant-based diet is kind of for yourself, isn't it? It's like mm. you're, you, although it could be for the environment, it could actually be for other things, but it, it's purely the food element of it, isn't it? Rather than yeah. the lifestyle. Yeah, I think I agree. I think sometimes though people might start off with um, doing it for their own like health reasons. So they might start off um, identifying as being plant-based and then they might start watching documentaries and learning more and then identify more with being vegan as well, perhaps as well. Yeah, definitely. I think so. And sometimes I think people actually use the word plant-based to avoid the word vegan because it is it's so hard. People pick up on every little detail that if you do say you're vegan and then they point out that you have a leather sofa or something like that and although you've had that for ages it's like sometimes it's a little bit safer to use the word plant-based even though you might be doing more yeah definitely yeah I think where um I've got a like a vegan food business occasionally we'll kind of refer to things as plant-based because you do have the um sort of negative connotations that come with the word vegan people kind of hear vegan they start thinking about militant vegans who are angry and they're just going to shout at you whereas if you say plant-based you might get a far more um, sort of positive response yeah 
Yeah, and also sorry. Yeah, sorry, Carrie. I was possibly. just going to say, I think that I think maybe the media have built up some negative views of the word vegan sometimes as well, and like portrayed mm. that angry vegan. I'm not sure how many, you know, how how true that is for many people, but I think it's maybe a media tactic to make, I don't know, to like undermine the movement and make it look like people mm. are very extreme and yeah. But I think it's also like when, so whatever's driven you to become vegan, I think, um, so you may have found veganism through health or through the environment, but I think it is actually like the ethics at the heart of veganism. If you're going to be vegan, I think the ethics has to be there. You're doing it for the animals. Um, and I think sometimes when you realise the extent of the animal exploitation and the animal suffering that is going on, you do become quite angry, don't you? You do become quite frustrated with the with the society that we're in, that it's in everything, they're used for everything, they're just not respected. And I think sometimes, particularly at the beginning of your vegan journey, I think you can become quite passionate about it. And then I think that's what comes across on the media as a militant vegan is just this passion to try and get this message across that people aren't realising mm. how much damage is being done. Yeah, yeah. definitely. I'm, yeah, I have to kind of hold myself back occasionally from <laughs> if I've kind of had a really bad day of Facebook scrolling and just seen loads of really bad, horrible images and stuff of animals being abused. And yeah, you kind of have to stop yourself being an angry vegan sometimes. <laughs> Because generally it kind of does mm. more damage than good, I think. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think I think it is hard though, especially like you say, when you when you first become vegan and I, I think I remember thinking, oh, if everybody just knew this, then everyone would want to turn vegan and then gradually you learn that that's the case for some people, but unfortunately it's not the case for everybody. Some people mm. do know the information and they still, you know, they don't want to change their behaviour still. Yeah, that's the hardest and thing. Do you, do you think plant-based is the same as whole foods plant-based or do you think there's a difference between that as well? I think there's a difference because, I don't know, I, I guess I always sort of see the whole food plant-based as people wanting to be really healthy um, and not wanting to eat all the meat alternatives and that kind of thing. Um, you know, like using beans, yeah. pulses instead of, you know, Linda McCartney sausage. But yeah, I'd kind of see. A... So, would you say plant-based would eat a Linda McCartney sausage? I think so. And do you know what? Because I've it is still seen... made of plant. Yeah, I've yeah. seen though um, some people. Because I remember I saw a discussion once about all this, um, and someone said about oh, plant-based foods can contain like eggs and honey and stuff. And I looked it up because I thought surely that can't be right. But there are you know people saying that yeah, a plant-based diet can contain these things because it's as long as the base is plants, there can be other things, which, you know, so, really? yeah, I know, that sounds I was completely baffled by this, but there were people who will argue that as long as, like, the majority of the diet is made up with plants, you can include other things as well. So there's, I think there's quite a lot of confusion about what plant-based actually means. Yeah, I mm. think... Yeah, because eggs aren't plant-based, no, are they? I've read no, something exactly. that, that it's just the... That sometimes people might identify as plant-based if they feel like the majority of their diet is plant-based but they still might eat mm. they still might eat meat or mm. animal products but it's just what they see that the majority mainly yeah, for the health of their diet consists yeah. of. Mm. 
but you get the occasional product in the um, supermarket and it might even it might be more in America than here but you do get the occasional product that says it is plant-based but it does actually contain an animal product as well wow. so yeah that's I know yeah. you've really got to be careful with them <laughs> yeah that would make things very confusing I haven't I haven't come across that yet I tend to if I see on a packet it says plant-based I, I tend to assume in that way that plant-based and vegan mean, mean the same thing mm. but yeah mm. for then yeah definitely <laughs> yeah and so you can be you can be vegan without being plant-based because you can eat well no you can't be vegan without being plant-based but you can be vegan without being whole yeah. foods plant-based can't you like you can have the junk vegan food yeah. like um I often talk my um about trying to get my sister to turn vegan and I say oh you'll lose weight you'll be healthier like that and then I go out for dinner and I've got like a deep fried battered cookie yeah. dough <laughs> like that's like yeah I don't think that's gonna work and it's like no okay yeah but yeah so you've got the you know the vegan for the ethics but then you can add on top of that the whole foods plant-based mm-hmm. um as well can't you where you you're eating healthily as well as being vegan but I think they're two very different um values aren't they oh absolutely like there was a great um meme that went around the other day that was these two kind of buff looking blokes and then this one kind of chubbier looking man and it was sort of vegan for the environment vegan for um health and then the chubby one was vegan for the animals and I think that is completely true it's like you know a vegan is in my mind you're vegan because of the animals otherwise if you're not then you're plant-based and therefore the health side shouldn't come into it but obviously health is important to a lot of people so that's fair enough but in my mind veganism is purely about the animals it's just like an omnivore wanting to be healthy isn't it and they'll start to eat more healthy grains and things and probably go a little bit more whole foods not necessarily plant-based but yeah veganism the driver is for the animals isn't it And actually, I've printed out the definition here to read out so that the listeners can say what the definition was. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. do you know it? That's impressive. (laughs) I printed it out because I was like, I know from from vegan society. (laughs) Yeah. So it says veganism is a philosophy and a way of living which seeks to exclude as far as is possible and practicable (laughs) all forms of exploitation of and cruelty to animals for food, clothing, or any other purpose, and by extension, promotes the development and use of animal-free alternatives for the benefit of animals, humans, and the environment. In dietary terms, it denotes the practice of dispensing of all products derived wholly or partly from animals. And I think that's quite good, actually. Like, I didn't read all of it before coming on here, but the... Um, extra bit there so by extension promotes the development and use of animal free alternatives I think that's quite a new thing for me to read actually that veganism isn't just about gaining from using animal products but it's actually about promoting the alternatives Mm. too yeah so do you guys other than products you buy do you promote the development and use of animal free alternatives yeah I'm constantly posting stuff like on my Facebook page of um like dinners we eat and telling people where to find them and you know I've made this curry using this like alternative chicken piece thing Mm. you know you can buy it in wherever and yeah they they do get a really good response actually which is nice but yeah I'm definitely always trying to kind of tell people like what else they can eat other than meat stuff (laughs) 
Yeah, I agree. I, I try and do that as well because I, I tend to get the question a lot like, well, what do you eat then? And I mm. find I find it almost hard to answer that because I'm like, well, I just, you know, I think when you've been vegan for a long time, you just think that, you know, you don't really think, do you? Like, oh, well, mm. what do I eat for dinner? You know, you, you eat loads of different things. So I think sometimes mm. by posting pictures of what you're having or posting recipes or um, things like that, it just gives people inspiration and they see like, oh yeah it's not as hard as maybe they initially thought it was going to be um I think especially now when um you know in the last couple of years like supermarkets have got so many different options and for people maybe who are um transitioning to becoming vegan they can actually probably have the same kind of meals that they would have done before but just like veganize it and you know change some of the ingredients so yeah, particularly now when the supermarkets are doing so many alternatives around there, I think it's really easy to just eat the same as what you're eating now yeah. and just swap out the animal product for a plant-based version. Yeah, I yeah. think that's such a good like tip for people just changing to so it's not all new because so many people sort of go vegan and start trying to just eat salads and they're like, no, that's not what we eat. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we, we had pizza yeah. for dinner tonight. Tomorrow we're going to have spaghetti bolognese and soya mint. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. like just yeah alternatives are brilliant they're a great kind of way in and also a good way to eat as well because they taste good (laughs) I think I think it's also good like even outside of the food element that a lot of people don't know what products actually have animal products in them and so like by sharing your new bag that's not leather or your new pens that are vegan or the crayons that even you know social media makes it so much easier to be able to share these things Mm. now but it just highlights the use of animal product animals in so many products that by sharing an alternative, people are then going, oh, okay, next time maybe I'll buy that instead of what I'm buying now. Yeah. And I think even as somebody who is already vegan, like I often learn stuff where I'm like, oh, I didn't actually realise that that, you know, that that had cruelty involved with it. And, you know, now I realise yeah. I can do better and I can I can look for different alternatives. But sometimes, you know, there's been there's been certain things that I've been like obliviously buying not realizing so I think even when you've been vegan and and been vegan for a while you know you still you still can yeah learn Learning. and adapt and yeah. Yeah, progress with things definitely and also I shared I shared something the other day just on a UK vegan um, page about the chutney that I had bought that had yes, milk I in it that. and I didn't realize until like you know halfway through eating it over Christmas and it's like I never knew that why like I, I guess I haven't made chutney at home but even if I have made chutney I don't think I'd put milk no. in it um <laughs> but there, there there it was and but I don't consider myself any less vegan because I didn't consciously yeah. choose to exactly. go and buy that I wasn't aware of it and then go I'm gonna buy yeah. it anyway you know and I think a lot of people when they um, hear the word veganism or they identify as being vegan you're then held onto a mm-hmm. pedestal of not being able to make any mistakes that if you um, accidentally buy a product that is not vegan and then you're like oh well I can't call myself vegan anymore um, but it's like you know it's as far as possible and practical practicable yeah. <laughs> practical for can't even say that word now that's crazy um, that it's not always possible to buy, 
find the vegan version like with yeah. medication particularly a lot of people struggle with that when they're ill and they need to take some medication it's like it's not our fault that there isn't a vegan version mm. around there we can ask about it and the more we ask about it the more doctors will try and make alternatives that are vegan but at the moment we are stuck in a world that is not set up for non-animal products being used and that we have to be compassionate with ourselves that either we've made a mistake or we have no choice and that we we're not less vegan that our intentions and our values are there to try and exclude and reduce the exploitation and cruelty of animals as much as possible yeah absolutely Yeah. yeah, I've made so many mistakes like in my life, and you know, accidentally eating things. But I've never considered myself any less vegan because of it. Because, as you say, it's about doing the best you can, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I agree. And, and same, I've like, I've bought things, and I remember one time I bought some. They were fro- it was frozen vegetables, so I never even thought to look at the ingredients on that, and that actually had milk in it. And I, you know, I realized <laughs> when it was too late and you know just things like that or you know or sometimes the more you look into things the more you realize how many things aren't vegan that like you say that you can't practically you can't avoid unfortunately um so yeah I think it's like you say it's just always like striving to do the best that you can isn't it yeah yeah I think it's so important for like new vegans to understand as well that it's not like some sort of test on you it's just doing the best that you possibly can Mm. and yeah and it's a massive learning curve as well because like you say there's milk in everything it's one of the most frustrating things ever isn't it and you're reading the ingredients and the last ingredient is like whey powder (laughs) you're like why why do salt and vinegar crisps need milk in them yeah yeah yeah, and it's constantly learning and then you know something you've been eating for years they'll just go and change the ingredients randomly and suddenly that's not vegan anymore but you know it might take a while before you to actually discover that they've changed the ingredients realize yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, but but is it even just products like outside of the diet that like it was just um so my uh, for Christmas I wanted to get my parents a tour of a local um, vineyard near us and I'm trying to find out if the wine they're selling is vegan and I'm not getting this information and so my husband was like well we can't buy it we can't do it then if we don't know for sure surely they'd say or they reply I tried emailing and I think and you know we can't do it and then we decided to buy his mum some pens and he said oh yeah get these pens and I'm like do we know they're vegan like I'm you know he's making it difficult for me I'm making it (laughs) difficult for him and it's really hard to actually find like whether they share Mm. I don't know what might be in pens but and it's really not an obvious thing to say vegan pens but because I don't know what is used I'm scared to buy them (laughs) and so like I was just going to get some sharpies or something so I actually went on I think there's a page that um, Living With Warmth, the website, it shares some um, pens and supplies. It's a great website. Um, Go and visit it. It's um, Helen, who's in this group. um, She's created it. And it's got links and tabs to everything you could ever want as a vegan parent or, you know, just as a vegan. And she links to art supplies and um, she links to some pens. And it's from uh, Art Discount, I think it is. And I managed to find some pens. But when I got them, they weren't really writing pens they were like coloring pens which was lovely and you you could choose any color you wanted but they were stated as vegan (laughs) so it's like I I managed to get some but 
it's like if people aren't labeling it as vegan you mm. just don't know and so like as time goes on you're then discovering like okay so well paints is another thing for me that I've recently discovered that a lot of paints particularly acrylic paints I do canvas painting that they're not wow. vegan and so even as a long time yeah. vegan although I'm only four years <laughs> I'm, I'm not as long as you guys but there's still going to be things you're going to discover that you never knew had an animal yeah product that's in. mad isn't it well something that is really good re- that's yeah. sort of come about recently is um places marking like shoes vegan like I know um Asda have started yes. doing it and Marks and Spencers and New Look they've all got um vegan labeled shoes because the glue in it in the production can be derived yeah. from animals which yeah like yeah so you might buy a canvas shoe not non-leather shoe think it's synthetic but actually yeah. it's still yeah and, and like clothes recently I, I haven't gone down the rabbit hole yet I do I buy F ethical clothes like from thought but then you've got to be careful to make sure there's not wool silk or anything like that but still you've got the issue of the dye that's used to dye the fabric and it's like how to find out that information Mm -hmm. is so hard so unless it's stated as being vegan you just don't know what has been used to um yeah if it's not a synthetic product and it's trying to be natural then you know they class the body of an animal yeah, has been that's natural. crazy I have to admit yeah. I've, I've never kind of gone sort of that deep that into deep. it oh <laughs> yeah I mean I, I sort of try and follow the as far as is possible and practical <laughs> but equally like when yeah. I was you know when is, I was 10 you, 15 yeah. you know, that information wasn't out there like you couldn't use the internet and so we just mm. kind of lived the best way that we could you know and it was mostly diet but yeah. you know it was also sort of medication and you know not wearing leather and all that sort of stuff but yeah I never even kind of went into the manufacturing mm. place so I think I've just kind of continued to it, it, it's crazy you can you can go into a minefield you can go into a minefield and you can get crazy like something that I mentioned on our podcast when we talked about Christmas gifts is like you can a lot of vegans want to be environmentally friendly and they're going to buy wooden products but do you know the mm. wax that is used on the wood and it's like you can just go crazy like not knowing but you know you've got to stop somewhere you've got to go with what information is being shared otherwise you just never buy anything never go out never do anything and that's I suppose when some people can get put off because they can almost Mm. especially I think if you've got a bit of like I know I've got quite an all or nothing personality so I think you know if you were considering turning vegan and then you heard all these things you'd be like oh my goodness it sounds absolutely impossible I'm just not going to do that at all Whereas it's just, you know, again, yeah. it's, it's about doing your best. And over time, you can make other small changes. So you might start by primarily focusing on what you eat. And then you might start changing what makeup brands that you use when they need replacing or, you know, just making small steps. So it doesn't feel so daunting that suddenly you have to completely like change everything can look and you know spend hours researching things I suppose I think I think it's just trying to make it as doable as possible so that people don't just give up and think it's it's too hard because I don't I think Mm. you know a lot of the important big things that you can do they're not they're not hard to do now are they and then if you just make little changes over time then those feel okay as well and um I know, like you said, with the environmental side, like I've started trying to look into that a little bit more now as well, because I felt like, 
my primary reason for being vegan initially was the animals and then I started looking a bit more into the environmental and the health side of it as well um but I, again I think with the environment it's just trying to um make small steps so that so that it's achievable and you don't like almost scare yourself off from doing anything yeah yeah I think it's the intention isn't it it's like what kind of value and intention do you have when you're purchasing and consuming products are you thinking you know my intention is to try and reduce harm or is it you know and if that is there then you're always gonna be making steps in that direction yeah and I know I've like with clothes and stuff I've started just buying more clothes from charity shops and things because then I think well that um, you know, I'd, I'd still obviously make sure that I'm not buying things from charity shops that have got wool in them and and stuff. But at least I'm thinking, well, it's it's secondhand, and that just seems a at the moment for me, it seems an easier route in terms of getting clothes than than trying to source maybe brands that are like ethical, both both for humans and animals and for the environment and and things. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a big yeah. thing. the charity shop thing is great like I've, that's kind of something I've tried to do more well when they're open um I try and go to charity shops a lot more because like you said because then you're not buying it directly from the source and as long as you know you're not buying wool or silk or leather or whatever um then you're kind of quite happy that you're not funding mm-hmm. anything and also you've got to be careful you're not shopping in like yeah. um the British Heart Foundation or um cancer research or anything like that where they do research um so yeah I mean I tend to try and shop in like um a children's hospice um charity shop that's local to me they always have great stuff and I buy a lot of my children's clothes and toys and stuff from there and yeah it's kind of a nice way of supporting charity but also making sure you're not contributing to anything bad as well that's a good point that's a good point isn't it knowing what the charity that you're supporting Mm. is advocating because actually the British Heart Foundation or cancer research on the look of it you think oh okay yeah they're researching into cancer or they're doing the British Heart Foundation that's great um but until you know what that company's um ethics are and what they're actually doing with the money and how they are researching Mm. into cancer you you don't know that do you so actually you could be thinking you're doing a vegan thing by just shopping in a and environmentally friendly shopping in a charity shop but actually you're funding the use of animals in testing and again this is another mindful each day you're going to learn something (laughs) there's a lot to learn but like like holly said it's kind of one step at a time don't because i think people get put off if they find it too kind of daunting and you need to just say remotely start out by cutting out the meat and then you know then the eggs and the dairy and just kind of step by step and there's people who hate baby steps but I think they're because I think you're much less likely to like fail and go back to the way you were if you just do it gradually and kind of get used to the new way of life or also also not being not doing the pressure of having to get it perfect so you can cut out all of it and then slip up or you've still got some products in the house or something and and yeah you just you try and your best yeah and I think hopefully you know hopefully vegans are uh, will support each other rather than like trying to look to like um I know I've heard sometimes where where people have felt like almost judged by other people who are vegan like they're trying to catch them out like oh this you know you've accidentally done this and this isn't vegan but um I mean I've never Mm. experienced that I've always experienced people being really supportive and kind and you know just trying to help everyone 
you know continue progressing and making positive steps so hopefully that's more uh, the case and what people other people experience too mm. thank you for listening to today's episode i hope you have found it helpful in some way Come join us over on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts where we can continue this conversation and where I will share any links to any of the websites that have been mentioned in the recordings. If you have any topic ideas for future recordings or you want to join us in any of the recordings, then please do message me. You can message me on Facebook at Conversations with Vegan Parents Podcasts. You can find me on Instagram at Raising Myself or you can find the podcast on Instagram at convo underscore with underscore vegan underscore parents or you can email me at conversationswithveganparents at gmail.com.